When Dottie started out, um, my plan was to be like the Amazon of flowers. So Dottie's now has transformed into, um, we do make bouquets, but we have a CSA, which is a community supported agriculture. So almost everything we grow is tall, slender, beautiful in some sort because it's going into a bouquet. We don't do many plants, um, but I'm not keeping that out of the picture either because I'm a plant lady. I'm sure it'll happen eventually where we're selling plants as well. From Chardon Physical Therapy, this is Chardon Biz, a show about local entrepreneurs and innovators sharing their stories. Who are the people behind our favorite businesses? Uh, welcome guests and welcome Katie to the Chardon Biz podcast. Uh, my name is Dave Nelson, your host, also the owner of Chardon Physical Therapy. And uh, today we're here with Katie Travis. Hi, um, hello. It is it is uh, a stunning morning. It's gorgeous out, and, and thank you for having me on. Yeah. This is very exciting for me. Of course. Um, so, owner of Dottie's Flower Farm, I think it would be a cool place to start with you sharing with our folks, like, where are we actually? Like, what's the setting? Um, well, we're here on the farm, and the sun is just risen as the sun comes up later and later every day but you know it's just starting to warm up you can hear the birds chirping it's and we get to look out i mean we're looking at the children's garden but you can see a couple of the flowers the puppies playing nearby it's a good day yeah and uh for i guess katie took me around the, the property to check it out and it's awesome it's like an oasis Thank you. i i wish um, selfishly that this was mine it's pretty awesome um, I think a lot of folks like that are listening that are local probably have driven by your property mm -hmm. and may may not know that this is what's here so there's a couple names for the house <clears throat> that's here on the property yes the locals know <laughs> of it as so take it away uh, I've gotten the Munster house the haunted house the witch's castle one time the pizza guy came he called me because he wasn't sure where he was and he's like i'm at the creepy mansion where's your house at <laughs> i said we're the creepy mansion that's us <laughs> uh it like i feel like you should own all of that because um inside yes. is really cool really thank you. really cool thank you again like not uh but it it is a house for like the right person the right family that like feels like it's home Yes. And it mm -hmm. obviously has the potential to make it like exactly what you want. Cause it is, you told me 150 years old. Yes. Yeah. So really awesome. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. We love it. It's, it's, I mean, it's a piece of history, but it's also, I mean, it's been the home for four five, six families. So I'm excited that we also get to raise our family and call it our home for a little bit and hopefully pass it on or keep our family in it for a long time. Yep. Mm -hmm. And let's, let's, connect like a few dots on like how you actually came to this home by starting with like school and I guess we could reshare folks like we actually know each other from a, quite a few years back yeah back at Lakeland and I can't remember what year what like was it two, it had to be 2007 2007 yeah yeah so yeah we met at Lakeland we had our I think we had two chemistry classes together even. Yeah, I think so, so. Yeah, and we saw each other pretty frequently, and then we went our separate ways, and then life as life has it, we got to meet back up. And I'm so excited that we did because you're doing amazing things, I and we get that. to kind of share our community with you, and it's fun. It's so great that we get to work together again. Yeah, yeah. It's um, mm -hmm. you, I mean, you are definitely involved in the community, and that will come up in the, in the story quite a bit. Um, so it is neat how paths cross and, like, yeah. Yes. Doing almost like fate or serendipitous. It's sure. wonderful. <laughs> good words. Uh, love it. So, uh, so school. Let's go back to like college and kind of where. Yes. Yeah. How you got to this this house? Yeah. So when I met you, I was working on my teaching degree. So I did. I after Lakeland, I went off to Notre Dame College and graduated um, as a Spanish teacher. So K through I can teach K through twelve Spanish. Well, I could back however long ago I graduated. Um, and uh, it, I always thought that was my calling because I always listened and I did well in school and I enjoyed teaching others because a lot of times if you do well in school, you are now the helper or you're, you know, the teacher's helper. So um, teaching has always come pretty easily to me, but also I appreciate everything I learned becoming a teacher because it really 
has taught me how to relate to others and, and reach down and kind of like meet them where they're at and, and help them to grow. And especially as a boss or as a mom, these are very relatable things that you have to do. So I, I have always appreciated what I learned from teaching. Um, but as I didn't actually go into teaching, which um, I, I'm hearing a lot from people lately, I guess. Uh, it's like there was a wave of us that were like, this is really cool. And then we got into it and it's like, maybe this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, yep. That's, that could be a whole podcast. Yes. I, I think a lot of, like a lot of the news um, outlets are talking about that now. Uh, yeah, so it is interesting. But like, yes. what what took you out of that? So like, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't actually like an event. Like I've heard a couple of people say like, oh, I went to this thing and it just totally changed my mind. Um, I was actually working full time while I was doing school, so I commuted. I didn't go away for school. And as I was working, I was I was moving up in the company and moving up in the company, moving up in the company. So by the time that I graduated from college, I was already training people and and running shifts and running actual complete stores where I was working that I felt that I was making the same impact I would as a teacher and making as much as I would starting out as a teacher so as as I'm looking at life and and thinking okay I'm gonna start a whole new life as a teacher or do I stay where I'm at because I felt really called where I was at as well I felt like I so I was working in fast food or QSR, quick serve restaurants, and I was able to work with teenagers, which is what I wanted to do as a teacher anyhow. So I was working with teenagers. I was hearing back from parents like they love their job and this is the one thing they want to do all the time. And, and I had workers that were like, I'm so grateful that you taught me like how to show up and you you check in with me and you spend time with me and this is what I was I wanted to get out of teaching and I had found it already so in my mind I thought I'll just stick here I can always go back to teaching it's always something in the future like when I when my family's established I can always rely on it later in life but like I said I can rely on it now it's just I don't have the name tag of being a teacher basically <laughs> Um, so I don't even really remember the question. It was just, That's where okay. did I go? Oh uh, yeah. Okay. So, so, um, so you decided like, yeah, your, your current yes. career path was like, yeah. yeah, that's what I want to do. So yeah, at that point, you know, um, I'm running stores and my, my overall goal was, you know, become a regional manager, become an owner of a shop and, and just keep doing what I love doing. Um, so through that, I actually met my husband who was an owner of a shop and I, I, I bylined a couple of years. We got married and uh, like I ended up, we got married at 25. So I became a shop owner, a small business owner at 25 and was really, I mean, I was doing what I loved with the person I loved. I mean, it was the best of both worlds. He was running paperwork and back of house and I was front of house and training. And really I got my hands into what makes a business and i'm so grateful that i had the benefit of doing it as a franchise so through a franchise you get the guidance of marketing and and training guides and guidance that i wouldn't have had otherwise i mean think about a 25 year old running a business it would be if you have no guidance it's going to go everywhere but thankfully i got that guidance and i really was able to, to establish just these small business roots with my husband. Um, and we were able to, you know, just start our family based off of just our business and working together. So from there. And where were you living at that point? Like when you started Oh, we family? were out in, um, we were out in Lindhurst, you know, in our small Lindhurst house. We right. had one eighth of an acre. We were really, um, sorry, I think we have a visitor. Okay. Um, we were really, we were cruising because you just, you know, you go to work, you come home, do the same thing tomorrow, go to work, come home, train. Um, so we had, and then um, when we got married, we had our firstborn, we had our second child, and then we had our third, and we're still in this small house. And I told my husband, that I, we just need more space. And he knew it. I mean, we, we only had two bedrooms and an office. It was very small. 
Um, so we start looking for homes and we spent probably two years looking and it was, this one's too big. This one costs too much. This one's not the right size. This one has a very weird room. We don't want to go to that one. You know, it was just, there was never anything completely right with it. And then, uh, we found this house like on accident, kind of like we were looking at another house and we just passed it. It wasn't for sale. Uh, it had been foreclosed at the time and we were able to, I mean, I, I always say it was a blessing how we got the house. It was just, we knew someone who was able to get us in right away. We were able to put a bid on the house. We were able to like just inch by and it was ours. And that is a very long story turned very short because yeah, I don't right. know how much time you want to spend on this, but it was one of those things where it was like, I was very excited for the house and Jeff was like, if you want to, fine. Like, this wasn't really what I was dreaming of. And then one day he's like, you know what? Let's just do it. We'll just see where it goes. Um, they were going to tear down the house and develop it if developers got a, got a hold of the house. Um, and I, I told my husband, I told Jeff, I said, if even if we hate it, we can always just buy the land, resell it, and and call it a day and we can buy a dream house somewhere else but you know as soon as we got in you fall in love with the place as soon as you walk on the property there's just something about here it's so peaceful it's and it's right by chardon like how how can you be a minute from the square right and have such a beautiful space it's amazing it's such a blessing to us yep it's pretty phenomenal mm -hmm. um where where did flowers come on the scene was it before searching so yeah it was kind of you know it took us a while to find a house and and we knew we wanted to move but i also i want i i wanted space for our kids to play i had i had grown up on a small plot with my family but my grandparents had space and every time we went there we would play in the woods we would go fishing we would um we would just always be outside and I wanted that for our kids. So, um, I had told Jeff, you know, I'll grow flowers. And it was one of those things I was just getting into it. And my mom had taught me how to grow dahlias. And I also learned how to do something called winter sowing, which is awesome. Like starting seeds and containers. It's really cool, but that's another like 30 minute conversation. <laughs> but I had success growing seeds, growing things from seed. And I had learned how to grow dahlias from my mom. And I was like, I can do this. So I told Jeff, if we can, we at least get like an acre. So I can, I'll grow flowers and it'll help pay for things. And he was like, yeah, that's fine. We'll look for like an acre or two. And okay. we find this house and it's on 17 acres. And it's like, okay, that works. Thanks God. Like right. we weren't, we weren't looking for that, but we will take it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And so you had shared with me like a little bit about like the property and the soil or lack thereof or the clay. Right? Yeah. Um, so I'm sure that was like a learning process. And how many years have you been in here? So far? Uh, five. Five. Okay. Four or five. Yeah. So you've had maybe four. You've had several seasons like under your belt. I know yeah. it's like a huge learning curve. But what were some of the things that you were like super surprised about going through the process of I'm going to grow flowers here and it's going to be like really easy or it's going to be really hard and then it turned easy or like what were some of the bigger takeaways? So going from like a business that is indoors and is completely controlled environment, I am very naive coming out to a farm and saying, I got this. It's all numbers and seeds and stems. And, you know, I'm going to plant 8,000 tulips and I'm going to sell 8,000 tulips and it's going to be amazing. And you don't understand. It's not it's not nature and and farming takes hold. And your 8,000 tulips are now 2,000 because a mole comes and eats half of some of them or, you know, um, your 8,000 tulips get flooded or something along those lines we didn't have issues with flooding ever but you know you you go from a business mindset that is numbers 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 and if i apply these numbers to this like process i know these numbers are coming out and farming is not that it's more i'm gonna put these numbers in i'm gonna show up the best that i can 
to make sure I get stuff out and we'll see what comes out of it. Sure. Like is basically what, it, uh, so like now I know if I have, I if I know I need a hundred flowers on June 5th, I have to plant 200 seeds to get a hundred flowers, you know? So I think the expectations of what you put in versus what you get out is different. And it's just a whole, it's a whole different mindset. Like running, a company and a business that is in a building, it's a controlled environment type um, versus farming. When you farm your, when you leave your business, you close the door, you, you clean up your space, you close the door and you put it away for the day. And farming, it's never done. You are always, one step behind or two steps behind there's always something that needs to be done and it, you kind of have to shift your mindset it's no longer i'm i'm done for the day it's i did what i can i did my best today and it it has taken me the whole time we've lived here to learn that it's not i'm not checking things off my list it's i'm doing the best i can today and tomorrow will do better like <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like raising kids yes it's actually. exactly it and i'm uh. so thankful that these came at the same time in my life because yeah. right. um our our kids and i don't think we actually talked about our kids but we have three kids um and they're kind of on the young side we're out of the baby stage but from four to eight and it is the same type of process we're in now we're Maybe we don't get everything done today. Maybe there's messes, but we did our best and we're learning lessons through it. So what else can you ask for, right? Yeah. It, it reminds <laughs> me of when we had our son when he was real little. And um, when we were at home, you know, if it was just my wife or just myself. And we, like, had these grand visions of, like, how many things we would get done by the end of the day. And what the house yes, would look like. yeah. And then I think someone had shared with my wife just a tip. And they were like, just just have one thing yeah. just one thing mm -hmm. and then when you do that you feel like oh i did that one thing and then if you get a chance to do more you did more yes that's exactly it i thought it was cool that you guys still have a laundry day like we we just <laughs> run a load in the morning hopefully sometime in the week they get folded and that's it like yeah yeah <laughs> every um, day is laundry day here <laughs> shoot, i was down in the basement at six o'clock this morning yeah. getting a load through um to be totally honest we are it it the clean laundry piles up yes. and then Friday is my day to be a dad at home. And some days I'm, I'm not home with the boys on the Friday. So it, it kind of backs up. And then during the football season, that's great. Cause then I get oh, to yeah, watch football and fold laundry. Yeah. That's my excuse mm -hmm. to like actually sit in front of the TV. Cause like, um, I can imagine that you don't have time to like really sit still a whole lot. No, it's actually like, I was thinking that this morning, this is the longest I've had to sit. I was like a little bit nervous this morning and I didn't understand why. And it's because I just have to sit and talk about myself and I'm horrible at <laughs> one sitting and two talking about myself. I'm I like I would much prefer to be helping someone or asking them about themselves. This is like it's not uncomfortable, but it's not in my like I don't know what to say sometimes. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, so you actually were on the news right, uh, two months ago. Sure. Time is running in like this it giant was... buzz for me. But yeah, we, we got to, I got to be on uh, New Day Cleveland. Um, it, it was when I was planning Dahlia. So yeah, it's sometime in May. Was that more nerve wracking than right now today? I don't think so. Cause okay. I feel like it's only three minutes and it's not like I have to like talk about myself. I'm teaching and, and I I'm trained to teach so that I'm like, Oh, it's cool. I have an outline. We'll stick to that and it'll be fine. This I'm like, what if I say bad <laughs> words? What so, if, so I, what if my, so someone like I say something and they're upset about it, but I mean, if, as long as I'm true and, and right. speak my heart, Just what could story. go wrong? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the opposite. If I was in front of a, a TV crew, um, I wouldn't know my middle name. Yeah. <laughs> I would struggle. Like it would just, it would, I know it'd be awful. I just, it, be everyone there is so it. nice. It's, it's so, so good. It's yeah. Helpful. They make it a lot easier than I, yeah. It, it's a lot easier than our minds think it would be, I think. Yeah. Yep. Let's go back to flowers. So the farm. Yes. Um, what was the vision? So like you move in day one, you're like, okay, got a couple of things in the house we got to do. And there's going to be flower beds somewhere. But what was like the vision of like what you saw for 
Dottie's flower farm. So I guess I should start by saying, although we have the space and I would love to fill the entire space with flowers, coming from the business background, I know like our supply needs to meet our demand and it's one person working a farm who has never worked a farm before. So there, there's a year vision, like what do I want to do in a year versus our 10 year vision, which is like totally different. You know, there, yeah. there's a, um, a big difference. And for time's sake, I'll, sh I'll share our 10 year vision because that's more exciting, I feel like, than <laughs> our one year is just like, okay, we're going to get through. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, I don't know, you've come here, every person I bring here, it's just a wonderful spot to be shared. So uh, along with farming, I don't have super specific plans because we all know that life takes turns and all of that, but I think that this space needs to be shared. Um, I think that I would love to have families and people that love to garden and take care of plants be here. Um, I don't know in what capacity we do that if anyone's listening and they have great ideas like I'm happy to listen um I know that our family's kind of like in this stage right now where we are small things like mulching and weeding and you know they get overlooked because we're playing t-ball or you know we're, we're playing outside or we have we get distracted very easily <laughs> but I mean, if everyone else is okay with that, I'm happy to have community softball games or whatever, you know, like there is this, there's this piece of my family and I'm sure we'll talk about it more with Dottie, but we always would get together. We would always have family reunions. We would just, you know, that good old fashioned fun times where we don't have anymore because we have schedules and we have to like meet with random people on Saturdays or, you know, it, it just, everything has its schedule. It has this sort of like pace that you go at and you're always going very quickly and you don't have time to slow down. And I would just like this place to be a spot where your family is welcome. You can slow down and just enjoy what is here. And I know it's possible and I know that we can do it. It's just a very slow building process to get there yeah i've been here for an hour and i would say that that is absolutely possible yeah, yeah. like you said everything about it just the property what draws you in just the tranquility and yeah this this would have to be like the family reunion yes location. this is so we do have obviously family reunion still we'll, we'll do two a year okay. um our, we have one coming up in october and it is it'll be like 80 people here and because i'm i mean i'm one of seven kids my mom is one of nine, my dad's one of four. So it's just huge and it's just family that comes in. And Jeff has always had big family group gatherings and I've always had them. So we, we had this space and we said, yes, this is what we need to do. This is like, we, like I, I don't know if you believe in fate and things like that, but it's, it's like we came across this home. It, we feel like it's a gift and we want to share it with other people um, and, that's just like our calling and we we will get there with the community as well mm -hmm. it's just making the transition from family to community and learning to ask for help on the way i yeah. think yeah, for sure. is how we'll get there <laughs> so uh, we we can dive into that community aspect a little bit can you share with us like how you're involved and what saturday mornings look like for you yeah <laughs> sure <laughs> um saturday mornings are awesome because we're at the um Chardon Farmers Market and every week it is growing like every week I see more people every week I'm selling more it's a young early market but it's getting better with every like every year it's just going to get bigger and better um, so we started last year and it was like the first year for the market they've switched the market to Saturdays which a lot of people don't know yet. Um, Chardon Farmer's Market is on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. in the Chardon Square. Um, and so we started last year very quiet, very small. And I told my husband, like, we're, we're organizers. I, I don't know why I always say I told my husband. Jeff and I sat down and said, um, we are organizers. 
this is our home market. We would like to help organize this, or you know, uh, at least we can get our hands in and buy. The flowers fell down. Sorry. Um, <laughs> we can get but our they hands all still in. Look beautiful. Oh, thank you. The wind has taken up. So, uh, you know, our first step was well, who runs the market? How do we get? How do we help? Um, volunteer our time so that we can get the market to where it used to be or, or you know just to where families can enjoy time in the square um and i don't know if many people know but the chardon square association runs the market and the chardon square association um is just an amazing group of it, it's all business owners that control the community events that go on in the square so um sometimes people hear chardon square association and they think like oh they they take care of like stoplights and or city ordinances and s such and such and that's not the case that's um the sh the chardon square association is more like the really fun things that give back to the community um so things like the fourth of july parade where the kids ride their bikes around the square trick-or-treating um they'll help with maintenance sometimes if if there's like a special project in the square but beyond that it's not really um in the roundhouse it's more like the fun and exciting things that go back to the community so everything for chardon square association is trying to get families in the square get people you know walking around and get incorporated which in in mine and jeff's eyes is amazing because we love Chardon we love having our kids grow up in Chardon and we want the same heart and soul that we see now to be here for our kids in 20 years 30 years when they're growing up if they decide to live here so we joined Chardon Square Association last year and with a in a year we were, we were able to like we help out with the movie nights on Friday sometimes we'll do popcorn we help with the Chardon Farmers Market we're gonna be helping with like a members clam bake soon it's just so wonderful to be able to give back to our community and use the talents that we have as business owners in a way that um, also helps our community. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I, I'm excited to be a part of that, too. It's going to be fun. Yes, I'm super yeah. excited to have you on. Uh, Chardon Square Association is always looking for helpful hands, even if it's just like an hour, two hours. If you have the time to volunteer, um, check them out online because it's it's a wonderful community group and they're always looking for help always yeah my mm -hmm. son Wyatt will love to join and like be a part yes. of like whatever we're gonna help yeah. with like the, the popcorn I can just see him. <laughs> we had trouble our kids that. would like eat the popcorn Fine. and then we'd be like get back here you gotta <laughs> trade in <laughs> yeah. oh, that's, that's awesome but it is it's well and like to have your kids help out at such a young age in a community where they could potentially have the same impact i mean they're enjoying it now and then they can have the same impact in 10 years um on other kids is amazing it's it's wonderful to be able to do that and also connect with local business people at the same time it's it's really it's very efficient yes, that's great <laughs> um going back to daddy's flower farm mm -hmm. how would you describe to someone who's not really sure like what you do um how would you describe that to someone that's helpful because a lot of people do not know what we do yeah. um a lot of times they ask like do you grow plants or uh can we get certain things and dotties in itself the business is more we grow cut flowers so i don't grow many like low growing type plants um it's all things that be can be cut and turned into bouquets and when dotties started out um my plan was to be like the amazon of flowers so I wanted to have cheap, affordable local flowers delivered to your door within like 48 hours. And you could just go online, order them and be done. Because a lot of times, like I would send flowers to my mom and it, it'd be like $40. And then you add a vase on and oh, yeah, we need like five days to process this. And it didn't make sense to me. Like everything is easy now. How can we not do that with flowers? Yeah, it's, what's really funny about that is when I started my physical therapy practice, I was like, Amazon has brainwashed us to like yes. want things immediately. <laughs> right. So I wanted to deliver that same thing. Mm -hmm. If you were hurt on Sunday night, I you could book yourself and I'll see you on Monday morning. 
and so it's really funny. That was right. like my yeah. thought process so, too. Well, and, like, and no it's convenient. It's it makes sense, but <clears throat> in the long run, it's totally opposite of what farm world is. Like I was at the time, I thought of that, and we were in the city, and we were close to people, and it was kind of efficient because you could go to a couple of houses, like on one run, you could hit four or five houses at a time. But at some point, you understand, like, one, I can't do all of this. And then two, like farming is about slowing down, being out in the country, enjoying flowers, even gardening. When you get in the garden, time stops. When you get outside in the woods, time stops. And you're, you just stop. Like this is our way to get out of Amazon. This is our way to turn off TVs and, and just enjoy the natural beauty of outside. So um, we've actually shifted, and I'm, I'm totally off of your question. I'm sorry. It's but okay. No, it we, was... So Dottie's now it's has good. transformed into, um, we do make bouquets, but we have a CSA, which is a community-supported agriculture. So people will sign on now in the fall for, they will basically pre-buy bouquets in the, in the spring. Well, they're pre-buying for the whole, the whole season next year. So what that allows me to do is because you're buying in, I'm able to buy seeds and bulbs and soil and tools now and keep our family out of debt so that we're able to afford a full year of farming without, um, you know, without the financial stress of having farming on us. Um, we also use our cut flowers for florists. So we'll do wholesale sales to florists and then we have the farmer's market where we sell bouquets at the farmer's market. So almost everything we grow is tall, slender, beautiful in some sort because it's going into a bouquet. We don't do many plants, um, but I'm not keeping that out of the picture either because I'm a plant lady. I'm sure it'll happen eventually where we're selling plants as well. Dive into your favorite flower, which there's a couple of them like right in front of us. And by a couple, Ooh, that's a yeah. statement. Yeah, like every flower is my favorite, but the dahlias are always special to my heart because my mom taught me how to grow them. And she, I mean, she just immediately, within a year, I was growing my own. And I don't know if any of you out there have grown dahlias, but it's one of those things you grow them and you're addicted. Like there are thousands of varieties. They're all symmetrical or beautiful in their own way. There's different colors um, and the sizes, like you can grow them and they're the size of your head or you can grow them and they're like tiny little balls. Everything is just perfect about these flowers. I love them. And they, luckily they are a fantastic cut flower. Um, so we really focus on dahlias in the fall and then we'll grow a huge crop of tulips in the spring as well which are kind of like my farm's main two flowers for florist cuts. So, and they are stunning. And like, I, Thank I you. can't wait to see the tulips in the spring. Um, you had shared with me a couple of weeks ago when we had met about like why you have a particular focus on like two flowers. And that was like part of uh, the cut flower collaboration. Yes. Yeah, so, um, in the past couple of years, I think it's our second year for the collab, um, I've joined with other local growers to form a, co a collective or collaboration where um, each grower is growing a specific crop. So a lot like if you order salad from the store, there's not a salad farmer. There's a lettuce farmer, there's a carrot farmer, there's an onion farmer. So same with a bouquet, if you order a bouquet from me or someone else, um, it's a lot easier on myself if I'm only growing the lettuce or the carrots or the onions of the bouquet salad. I've kind of mixed everything and I don't know if you're following, if I'm following along <laughs> no, with I this. No, I get it, yeah. But um, so f it's just very helpful um, if we only have to grow one or two specific crops. And it also benefits you in the end because I'm, I, I can become like master of the crop. I understand what it needs. I know the best ways to take care of it. Um, whereas if, if I was growing 20 different crops, um, I might just be cutting as fast as I can and giving it to you and saying like, keep it cool. Like, and that's it. Um, so the collab has kind of come to be because 
um, a couple farmers in the area. I think we have about 10 farmers in the collab now. We just realized this is too much. We need to either hire a bunch of people, which is unaffordable as a farmer, or work together so that we can help each other out. And it's one of the most amazing groups I've ever been in. Um, we are able to support each other, and you also have the um, reassurance that if I have an issue, there's someone I can talk to about it. As a farmer, it's a very quiet job, which is beneficial in the most, like in the long run, it, it's nice, especially if you have a loud house like we do. Sure. <laughs> um, but it, it's lonely sometimes. You, yeah. you have this crop that you don't, you spend all your time working on, and then you need like the stress relief of someone who knows what you're going through. So um, the collab was born out of that, um, and now it's, a, it's officially, a business where we are selling online or we have a pickup location. Um, Floris can go to the pickup location in Newberry at Fraid Knot Farm and they're able, we're able to sell wholesale flower stems out of it and it's really it's really taken off. It, this is our second year selling as a group and all of us need to grow more. There's no way that we'll get away with what we're doing now in the next couple of years. It, there's just a huge demand for local flowers. and um, Why do you think that is? Well, I think there's more awareness of local flowers. Like, I, I feel like we had this generation of hostas and, and begonias, and that's all the flowers that we knew for 20 years. And somehow there's this wave of, gardening and getting outside and I think everyone being home from COVID has helped us to realize there's there's more to a garden than just hostas and tomatoes um, and in the same in the same light there's this issue with shipping where I mean we see it with everything where you're not getting your Amazon order the next day sometimes maybe it's two or three days later but with flowers if that happens to a florist the flowers die like you it has to be next day it has to be within two days so mm -hmm. we're seeing um just and i think it's a shift overall in in the market where the bit the it's not always the walmart or the amazon you're buying from like the more local you can go the better product you're going to have if you have an issue with your product you have an actual person to talk to um and it's really nice i mean our our florist can actually show us a picture of a flower and we will grow it for them the next year. So it's like this on-demand type ordering where it's not next day, but making the relationship is way more beneficial to you in the long run because you're able to, you're, you're putting in the time to grow things for next year. I mean, it's unheard of. Like, I don't know, custom growing is not something that's usually offered on a small scale anywhere. Sure. <laughs> so yeah. especially in flowers, like most farmers are, they have other jobs. Like flower farming is not really a full-time job for most people. In our collaboration of 10 farmers, there's one person that this is their main source of income. So a lot of times a, far a flower farmer is too small to take on a crop of a thousand plus stems of something. Um, and a lot of weddings require that or a lot of display if someone's doing an installation or you know a, a big project they're going to need thousands of stems so now what we've done with 10 farmers is okay you grow 100 stems I'll grow 100 stems she'll grow 100 stems and that way we're able to collectively fill things that we would never be able to do as um, a single farm yeah and then you have the wedding bouquets yeah um, have you done several weddings this year already so I've shifted, um, Dottie's itself does no longer, no longer does weddings, but we do buy, we all supply the buckets of flowers. So yeah, I, we've done a couple weddings where we're just hauling buckets of flowers to people and then they'll arrange them or they'll right. have people that will arrange them. Um, because we do work a lot of times with florists, it's, it's easy for me to find my lane and say, okay, I will grow everything I possibly can. I'll give flowers to you. I'll give flowers to a florist, I'll give flowers to someone at the market, but that's pretty much my lane. Like if yeah. I did weddings as well, it's a whole different schedule. But that's like, yeah. so the collab has probably had a really positive impact in 
being able to accept like those portion of that project, right? Yes, yeah, it is. And you can kind of make it your identity now. I am a supplier. I, I grow and supply. That's what I would like to do forever or until my back gives out, you know? Okay. <laughs> um, and it's, it's nice to have the confidence to do that and to know that I can actually hold up my word and supply when I need to supply, which is a lot of times people... Um, they will see the flowers and they're like, oh, I could grow that in my backyard. And you can, but can you do it every week? And can you get 100 stems every week? And can you guarantee the colors? So a lot of times farming is actually the guarantee that you'll have it, not actually what the product is, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Ah, interesting. And your back won't give out because you'll at least call me first. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Advice. Well, of course. Yeah. I right. mean, that's implied. We'll make sure you're all right. It's <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, these they're they're just so pretty um thank you Dottie's the name mm -hmm. Dottie is my grandma um she is one of the most I always say she's like the unicorn of grandmas she is the most amazing woman you will ever meet she is kind she is generous she's just a wonderful woman and I know everyone thinks that of their grandma right like this is not special news but Dottie really is um between her and my grandpa Ed they have a hundred plus like they definitely hit over a hundred but grandkids great grandkids and great great grandkids now so um they've just created this amazing well obviously it's a family but there's there's more there it's like community it's just this it's it's a legacy they've just built a legacy through the people that they've brought onto earth and i've i've always told always told Jeff me and whenever me and Jeff sit down or talk about business it's if I have a business it's going to be something that will live forever I I want something that even when I'm gone people people will remember it or when I speak of it, it it brings pride to my to my soul and my kids are proud of it so being able to name our farm farm Dotties is not only obviously my grandma's cool but it's also reflecting on the legacy that they've built just by, you know, just the regular hometown morals that, that are in a family, you know, showing up every day and, and trusting God and, and, and praying over what you're doing and making sure that this path is the right path that I'm supposed to be on. It's not on my shoulders. It's, it's on the above and my family, my community. And it's a great thing to, ha you just, you know, you can like, feel it without I don't really do much though you know you just do what you have to do every day you do those small things and the big things are taken care of it almost seems like you probably yeah. don't do much because it's like something you actually passionately enjoy right yeah so uh it is it's one of those things it's well I mean there's planning it is a business there's planning and there's dates you have to hit and there's schedules but in the end like if I have to plant seeds forever I would love to plant seeds forever I would be happy just sitting cutting flowers that's it it really is there's joy in my heart and I think we do our best work when there's joy in your heart there, there's no begrudging in these flowers ever <laughs> yeah that's awesome yeah you know, when uh when one of your lucky customers have this bouquet like in front of them I hope that they will at least hear that portion of the story of like what's behind the name like everything yeah. you just said because that is like I think that's also why we buy local is like what's behind it yes and it's, who's behind yeah, it yeah it's the connection for sure and I love speaking of our customers I love 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 getting pictures and little posts on Facebook and Instagram <laughs> and I see like our flowers in your house makes my heart so happy it is so wonderful and to know the joy that I get out of them is also shared with other people and it, it just goes on like you buy these flowers you share them with someone else and it's it's amazing and it's so wonderful like I stopped marketing last year because I knew it's just gonna grow there's yep. no way that I have to push this because it's just so good how how can you not share the goodness that comes out of this right that's yeah cool. you know um I was asking you like off mic ahead of time like you gotta tell me like what's your why and tie it back into like why do you work so hard and go through all of this and you've, you've actually answered that and you answered it a couple of different ways what you just said and also when you were taking me through the dahlia rose over here and saying things like i just i just love when i can just 
like someone can just take it and enjoy that and like that's now their life has become more happy and like that's yeah especially as like a helper like my gift is helping and giving and service I have a heart of service so if I can do something for someone else and get paid for it like this is my dream job and beautiful flowers on top of it I guess people like I get it a lot like why do you work so hard why do you do all of this you could just just be a mom or whatever you know um it doesn't feel like work it just we have it and I'm doing my best here just as I had spoken before it it just doesn't feel like it's not a burden and I don't know if work is a burden but when you can do something and put your heart into it it, it's a blessing. It's not a burden. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Let's talk about your uh, the next adventure. Yes, our next our next blessing. Yep. 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 <laughs> also, not work. That's what I keep telling myself. <laughs> this is not work. It's fun. This is not work. It's mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to be opening up the candy shop in the square. I don't know if our your listeners have heard of it, but yet. Um, but in the square, we'll have sweets on the square, and it really. It is a labor of love. It is just, we want to bring families to the square. Um, We want kids to get excited when they drive through Chardon Square. We want to bring people that are not Chardon locals in and and show them, you know, just a good old fashioned time. We'll have the old candies and board games, um, just sweets. And I, I just, I'm so excited. It's going to be very whimsical, very cute and fun. We will be there all the time. I'm so, every (laughs) single person, and every single person I keep asking, like, what's your favorite candy? Because I need, this is a new route for us. We just sort of, we knew there was a spot in the square, and we wanted to, like I said, we just wanted to pick something that would bring kids in and family in, um, and that's it. So I don't really know, I mean, I eat candy. I am like a candy obsessor. So this is this is my dream job, and I keep like I bought product to take pictures. No, ate it. <laughs> so we need to actually buy more product to take pictures. Um, but it's it's all new to us. So I keep asking if you have. Do you have a favorite candy? Is nerds. there a favorite? Nerds are yeah, good. So yeah. When you say candy, that that would take me back. Nerds. Um, but I'm yes in the box too, right? Like not right. nerds rope or anything. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Um, and then Star Warheads and then Airheads. Oh, yeah. So, so like round. 90s candy. Yes. Yes. yes, yes. Um, and I, I may have eaten too much of that growing up where um, my teeth were just not, not the strongest. So um, <laughs> it's it's worth it, I feel ch- like. Ch- <laughs> chocolate Jordan is smiles, like where like, I'm yes, at. Yes, it's worth yeah. it. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. It's, uh, Dr. Brian Titus. I actually recorded yes. it. Uh, he's probably loving this. Yeah. Um, but that's going to be so cool. Like it's, it's, my boys like would drive by beans. They're like, oh, beans. And then like salty. Just for some reason, why it loves salty? Like uh-huh. it's a fun name to say. We've yeah. been in there a couple of times in the in the um, the salt bath thing. So, um, but sweeties is or um, sorry, sweets, sweets on, on the, the square. square yes, is going to be. Um, and it's a very generic name. Yeah. It well, um, Jeff calls me sweets. That's like my nickname because I am sweets obsessed. Like I said, so. Um, if there is candy, I will eat it. Um, I know all of the weird candies. Like, there's nothing that really surprises me. Yeah, shit. What's, um, what's your favorite, your, your go-to? What did you just chow down that you're supposed to take pictures of? Oh, uh, <laughs> well, it was a little bit of everything. Okay. I'm trying to think what it... I think it was a box of gobstoppers that I was, like... And not even sucking on them, just, like, eating them because... They're just so good once you bite into them. <laughs> Anyhow, my favorite is probably the candy buttons for sure. Like the ones on the paper. Oh my god. Sometimes gosh, you get like those. paper in your mouth. Right, yeah. right. I actually just found and this is exciting if I can get them in. They sell the buttons without the paper. Um I have conflicting uh, thoughts, thoughts on that. Yes. With, it's part of the process. Right, yeah. I feel like, like everyone needs the... <laughs> a little paper on their candy buttons. Yeah. Anyhow. Oh, that's um, funny. Yeah, those are probably my favorites. Um, and then, so the name Sweets came out of, um, my nickname is Sweets, and then Lucy, our middle child, she is also Little Sweets. So Sweets on the Square is, yes, Candy is on the Square, but also myself and Little Sweets will always be on the Square, too. Which fun. is, yeah, it's kind of a reflection. We we will love to have our kids growing up. They'll be in the shop. They'll be on the Square. It, I'm so excited to be a part of the community. Um, and it'll be that much easier to help out with the Chardon Square Association too. Oh, that's gonna be so cool. Yeah. Uh, when when can folks expect to like 
hop on in there, grab some candy. Uh, we're hoping before Halloween, so oh my gosh, wow. it, within the next month. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're not busy at yeah, all. Yeah, no, yeah. no, it's not like wedding not season and opening right. a candy shop or anything. Oh my word! Yeah, that's but amazing. It's it's all great, amazing, fun things. Yeah, so I cannot complain. We have truly been blessed. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. All right, last question I have for you is favorite flavor at King Cone? Uh, I, I hear you ask the question, and I never am prepared. We love King Cone. It's like one of my favorite sets, and it's right around the corner, so it's yeah. like a two-minute drive. It's dangerous. I, maybe the the chocolate Reese one, but I know that's not what it's called. It's like Reese cups with chocolate ice cream. Is it? Um, and maybe it's just chocolate peanut butter. Chocolate moose tracks. Is it chocolate yeah, moose tracks? Yeah, okay. that one's really gotcha. good. I was going, I'm on a mission to get that punch card filled out. So I get okay. a free t-shirt. I actually didn't know there's a punch card. There that's, is a punch I don't card. need to know I'm that. Gonna, okay. yeah. <laughs> um, I, I've made it like only halfway through. It's. I think it's like a two-year adventure, oh, actually. Okay, that's <laughs> It's great. a lot of, I think it's like 19 treats. Okay. Yeah, and um, it's all the big ones. But then, the shirt, I'm going to wear with pride. Yes, you should, you should. <laughs> uh, so the chocolate moose tracks, there's that like hunk of yes, chocolate. Yes, yes, that like really is what good, makes right? it so good. Yep, mm-hmm. that is also in the mint moose tracks. Ooh. And it's also in the... Um, Raspberry truffle? That one's really good too. It's here, um, it's in the uh, the coffee, the toffee one, but it's like a coffee flavor, which I can't. Cappuccino crunch. Oh yes, it's in I, that I, as well. That's Gail's favorite, right? It I is. listened to your podcast with them, and yeah. I was like, I'm so. That's very interesting. I would have not, never put that as someone's favorite. I went there and grabbed it like the next day, and I was. It was like my new favorite, but I I, I go back to Mint Moose Tracks as like my my go-to favorite it is a good one it's a class yeah. i feel like once you like mint you like all mint yes yes, yes. Mm-hmm. very good well i'd say thank you very much for your time today thank and, you so uh, much for having me thanks for coming out it's a lot of fun for sure thank yeah. you hey i wanted to take a moment to say thank you very much for having a listen i hope you had a lot of fun hearing about the background stories about the businesses that you drive by every day. For more information about Chardon Biz and also more information about Chardon Physical Therapy, go ahead and visit ChardonPT.com. That's P as in physical, T as in therapy, ChardonPT.com. Also, go ahead and subscribe so that you can have a listen next week.